Welcome to A Legacy of Preaching with Dr. Bill Burr. For one to have a legacy of faithful preaching, they must love God, love God's truth, and love to preach His truth. Dr. Bill Burr excelled in all of these areas, and he has certainly left us all a legacy of faithful preaching. Now, let's all tune in for this great message from God's Word with Dr. Bill Burr. Glory to God. Yes, amen. Be seated, everyone. Hey, I intend to. Praise God. I don't want you to shut up on me today. Amen. We're going we're gonna to have a good time. I come from down south. We have camp meeting down there. Amen. Woo, glory to God. I family here from West Virginia over here. I, I pastored in West Virginia for uh, 14 years, and I looked at those folk there. God bless you, ma'am. You ain't been out long, have you? Amen. <laughs> I tell you, I, some of the best friends I've ever had in my life are in West Virginia, and I thank God for that place. And brother, brother Dan, amen, good singing. God bless you. My favorite singer right there, male singer, is Brother Dan. He's going to sing at my funeral one day. Amen. Turn in your Bibles, please, to Matthew chapter number 16. Now, I want you to enjoy yourself today. Amen. And uh, I, I shout a little bit myself. I enjoy it. Nothing wrong with it. I don't have a charismatic bone in me. Amen. I, whenever I hit the ground, I hit it straight. Amen. And I always speak in a tongue that can be understood by everyone here. But... Uh, I get excited every now and then. If you'd have been where I was when God found you and saved you, you'd get excited too. I'm going to talk to you this morning about my favorite subject. Dr. Ray Young said today's service is going to be about Jesus. And he said, Brother Burr said, I want you to preach that message that you have about Jesus. And, uh, I don't have any right to be here this morning, but I thank God that I was asked to come and be a part of this service honoring our Savior, the Lord Jesus. What a lovely name, the name of Jesus. Matthew 16, would you stand with me, please? All right, Matthew 16 and verse number 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You may be seated. Our Father, you're so good to us. Oh, you've blessed us so wonderfully. Thank you this morning for the friendship of the faculty and staff and administrators of Howes Anderson College. And I thank you for these students, Lord. My mind drifts back in time to way back in the early 60s when I sat at Tennessee Temple 
First time I ever heard Brother Howells preach was at Tennessee Temple many, many years ago. Lord, I do pray that you'd bless this morning. Help us in a wonderful way. Help us to relax, enjoy ourselves. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. I, uh, <clears throat> I want you to get into the service this morning, amen. I mean that. I, you help me all you can. Now, uh, I, it'd be all right with me if it got so wild in here we had to call the rescue squad. Amen. But I, <clears throat> I kind of like it like that. Someone said that more than 2,000 years ago there was born a man contrary to the laws of life and rules of nature. He lived in poverty and was reared in obscurity. He never, never crossed the boundary of the country in which he lived but one time, and that during early childhood. He possessed neither wealth nor influence. His parents were inconspicuous and uninfluential. They had neither training nor education. In infancy, he startled the king. In childhood, he puzzled the doctors. In manhood, he ruled the course of nature, walking upon the billows as if pavement and hushing the seas to sleep. He healed multitudes and never made a charge for his services. He never wrote a book, and yet all the libraries of the world cannot contain the books that have been written about him. He never wrote a song, and yet he has furnished the theme for more songs than all the songwriters combined. He never founded a college, and yet all the schools cannot boast of having as many students as he does. He never practiced medicine, and yet he's healed more broken hearts than all the doctors far and near. He never marshaled an army, fired a gun, nor drafted a soldier, and yet no leader has had more volunteers who under his orders have caused more rebels to stack arms and surrender without a shot ever being fired. Every seventh day the wheels of commerce cease their turning and multitudes win their way to houses of worship to pay homage and respect unto him. Hey, the, uh, the name of the pa past proud statesmen of Greece and Rome have come and gone and yet the name of this man abounds more and more. Though time has Spread 2,000 years between this congregation gathered together and the scene of his crucifixion, yet he still lives. Are you listening to me? Hey, Herod could not kill him. Satan could not seduce him. Death could not destroy him. And the grave could not hold him. He stands forth upon the highest pinnacle of heavenly glory, proclaimed of God, acknowledged by angels and feared by the demons of hell as the living eternal Lord God Jesus. Amen. I believe it was the apostle Paul that said, ye are complete in him. Amen. Hey, every, everything that I desire Every need that I have is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Whoa, glory to God. In him we have an acceptance that can never be questioned. Amen. Hey, we have an access that can never be denied. We have an assurance that can never be disappointed. We have an attraction that can never be superseded. Glory to God. Hey, 
we have in him a bank that never closes. We have a comfort that is never lessened. Amen. We have deliverance that can never be thwarted. Glory to God. Amen. Are you listening to me, children? We have glory that can never be dimmed. Grace that can never be arrested. Hey, we have a hope that can never be disappointed. We have an inheritance that can never be alienated. And we have an intercessor that can never be disqualified. Glory to God, I have joy that can never be suppressed. I have judgment that can never be repeated. I have justification that can never be reversed. Amen. I have this morning life that can never be forfeited. I have a love that can never be abated. Glory to God. Nature that can never be changed. I I have a peace that can never be forfeited. I have a portion that can never be denied. I have a power this morning that can never be exhausted. I have in heaven, I have a possession that can never be measured. Amen. I have a relation that can never be abrogated. I have a resource that can never be diminished. I have a resurrection that can never be hindered in Jesus. I have a revelation that can never be destroyed. I have a righteousness that can never be tarnished. Amen. Hey, glory to God. We have salvation that can never be annulled. We have a seal that can never be broken. We have a service that can never go unrewarded. Amen. We have a standing that can never be disputed and a strength that can never be impaired. I have a title that can never be clouded. I have a victor that can never be vanquished. I have a wealth that can never be depleted. And Jesus, I have everything. Glory to God, children. I don't see how you sit there sometimes. Amen. If I could call back 40 years, I'd run these aisles. Amen. Glory to God. Somebody wrote down one time and said to the artist, he's the one altogether lovely. To the architect, he's the chief cornerstone. To the astronomer, he's the son of righteousness. To the builder, he's a sure foundation. To the biologist, he's a life from which issues forth all life. Are you listening to me? I'm telling you this morning, friend, he's the great I am. Amen. He is the banker, the treasurer from which issues forth all treasuries. He's the baker. He's the living bread. He's the carpenter. He's the door. He's the doctor, uh, the physician. He, uh, to the educator, he's the teacher. To the engineer, he's a new and living way. To the florist, he's the lily of the valley and the rose of Sharon. Amen. Are you listening? Hey, to the farmer, he's the sower and the Lord. Lord of the harvest, to the florist, uh, excuse me, to the geologist, he's the rock of ages, to the horticulturist, he's the true vine, to the judge, he's the righteous judge, the judge of all men, to the juror, he's a true and faithful witness, to the jeweler, he's the pearl of great price, amen, to the lawyer, he's the counselor, the lawgiver, to the newspaperman, he's the good tidings of great joy, to the architect, 
miraculist. He is the light of the eye. To the philanthropist, he's the gift of God. To the preacher, he's the word of God. To the sculptor, he's the living stone. Amen. To the servant, he's the good master. To the student, he's the incarnate truth. To the statesman, he's the desire of all nations. To the theologian, he's the author and finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. You bet it is. Amen. Glory to God. To the sinner, he's the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of this world. But to the saint, he's my Savior. He's the Son of God. He's the Redeemer. He's my advocate, the anointed, the apostle, the alpha, the amen, the ancient of days. He's the beginning, the begotten, the beloved, the bread, the branch, the bridegroom, the bright and morning star. Hey, he's my captain, amen. He's my captain, he's my consolation. He's the chief cornerstone. He's the counselor, the covenant. He's the Christ, amen. He's the daysman, he's the deliverer, the day star, the day spring. He's the desire of all nations. He's the door, amen. He's the elect, the ensign, the everlasting father, the Emmanuel. He's the finisher of our faith. He's my forerunner. He's my friend. He's the fountain of life. Amen. He's a faithful witness. He's God. Amen. We're talking about Jesus, your Savior. He is God Almighty. He's the gift of God. Amen. He's a guide, he's a governor, he's a guard, he's a guarantee. He's heir of all things, he's high priest, he's hell's dread and heaven's wonder. He's the holy one of Israel, amen. He's the I am, the inheritance, the image of God's person. He's immortal, he's invisible, he's the intercessor, he's the judge, he's the just one. He's the king, he's the king of Israel, he's the king of kings. He's the king of glory, the king everlasting. He's the king of Salem. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of Zion. He's the king of peace. Glory to God. He's light and life and love. He's he's uh, the lily, the lamb, the lawgiver. He's the living stone. He's the Lord. He's the Lord of lords, the Lord of glory. He's the lovely Lord, the Lord most wonderful, the Lord most precious. He's the Lord of righteousness. He's the Lord of support. He's the Lord of hosts. Amen. He's the master. Amen. He's the mediator. He's the messenger. He's the Messiah. He's the mighty God. He's the Nazarene, the Nazarite, the number one in time and eternity. Whew. I wish we had tag team preaching. I'd call my partner up here right now. He's the offspring of David. He is the only begotten of God. He's the offering. He's the offerer. He's the one altogether lovely. He's the priest, the prophet, the potentate, the propitiation, the prince of life, the prince of peace. He's a physician. He's a quickener. 
of all those who are dead in trespasses and sin. He's righteousness, rabbi, ransom, refiner. He's the refuge, the root of David, the root of Jesse, the resurrection, the rose of Sharon, the ruler, the redeemer. He's the stone, the shepherd, the son of God, the son of man, the shield, the servant. He's the seed of the woman, the sufferer, the surety, the savior, the sacrifice. He is the Shiloh. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, glory to God. He's the teacher, the truth, the tabernacle, the testator, the treasure, and the tree of life. Amen. He's a witness, the word, the way, the wisdom of God. He's wonder of wonders. He is wonderful. He's the X. Are you listening to me? He's the unknown factor that it took to birth you into the family of God. He's the Y. He's the yearner for the souls of men and women and boys and girls. He's the Z. He's the zenith of all my hopes and aspirations in this life and in the life to come. Talk about your Savior. Amen. I'm talking about the one that loved you when nobody else cared about you. I'm talking about the one that reached down from heaven's glory, fished around and found you and lifted you up out of the muck and mire of this old world. Dr. Jack Hiles said one time in Genesis, you'll find him there as a seed of the woman. In Exodus, he's a Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's our atoning sacrifice. In Numbers, he's the smitten rock. In Deuteronomy, he's the prophet. In Joshua, he's the captain of the Lord's host. In Judges, he's the coming great judge. In Ruth, he's my heavenly kinsman. In Kings, he's the coming great king. In Ezra, he's the restorer of the temple. In Nehemiah, he's the restorer of the nation. In Esther, he's my advocate. In Psalms, he's my... uh, uh, Job, he's my redeemer in Psalms. He's my all in all. In Proverbs, he's my pattern. In Ecclesiastes, he's my goal. In Song of Solomon, he is um, uh, a Song of Solomon. He's the uh, lily of the valley and the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. In Isaiah, he's wonderful. Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. In Jeremiah, he's the Lord of righteousness. In Haggai, he is uh, the desire of all nations. In Malachi, he's the refiner's fire. Brother Howell said, if you go to the New Testament, you'll find him in Matthew, he's the king. In Mark, he's the servant. In Luke, he's the son of man. In John, he's the son of God. In Acts, he's God, the Holy Ghost, working through the New Testament church. In first and second, uh, uh, in Romans, rather, he's my justifier. Amen. Bill Harvey said, God held a great glowing balance 
and one side was waiting for me. The other side held such perfection as God had demanded there be. Then God held the scale in the middle and my side soared high with my sin. I cried for my side to be balanced. Then Jesus, my Savior, stepped in. I'm justified. I'm justified. I'm so happy in Jesus today. Glory to God. Where was I? In first and second Corinthians, he's our risen Lord. In Galatians, he's the pure grace of God. In Ephesians, he's the head of the church. In Philippians, he's my joy. In Colossians, he's the image of the invisible God. In First and Second Thessalonians, he's the bridegroom coming for the bride, honey. Amen. I won't tell you in First and Second Timothy, he's the bishop of our souls. In Titus, he's the blessed hope. And in Philemon, he's the settler of our account. Aren't you glad for that? Hey, there was a time on earth when in the book of heaven an old account was standing for sins yet unforgiven. My name was at the top and many things below but I went unto the keeper and I settled long ago. Amen. You know why I did it? Because the old account was large and growing every day for I was always sinning and never tried to pay. But when I looked ahead and saw such pain and woe, I said that I would settle and I settled long ago, long ago, long ago. Yes, the old account was settled long ago and I'm happy now today. All my sins are washed away when the old account was settled long ago. <laughs> In Hebrews, he's our sacrifice. In James, he's the Shekinah glory of God. First and second Peter, he's our returning Lord. In first, second, and third John, he's light and life and love. In Revelation, he's Lord God omnipotent, coming to rule and reign here on this earth. Amen. Take your Bible sometimes when you have time and just sit down. Man, that book will talk to you. Amen. It'll talk to you. You ask a question, that old book will answer it for you. You just go there and ask those people in there. You say, who is he? John the Baptist, who is Jesus? He's the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. You say, well, Peter, who is he? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You say, well, John, who do you think he is? He's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. Hey, Paul, who do you say he is? He's the head of the body. The church, in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Matthew, who do you think he is? He's Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. You say, Moses, who is he? He's the great I am. Amen. David, who is he? 
The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Pilate, Pilate, who is he? He's the one in whom I find no fault. Judas, who is he? He's the one through whose veins is coursing innocent blood. Thomas, who is he? He's my Lord and my God. Hey, angelic beings, who is he? Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And who is he? Heavenly Father, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. I tell you another book will talk to your heart. That's a song book. Amen. One of the greatest books of poetry you'll ever find is a good old-fashioned song book. Go there and ask those people in there. Mr. Perinay, who is Jesus? All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. How about it, Mr. Carl Boberg? Who is Jesus? Oh, Lord, my God, when I an awesome wonder, consider all the worlds thy hands have made. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior, God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. How about it? Find a little lady in there by the name of Leela Long. Who is he? She'd answer and say, oh, there have been names that I'd love to hear, but never has there been a name so dear to this heart of mine as the name divine, the precious, precious name of Jesus. How about it? Fanny Crosby, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. And how about it, Mr. Martin Luther, who is Jesus? Could we in our own strength confide our striving would be losing? We're not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. Dost ask whom that may be, Christ Jesus. It is he, Lord Seboth is his name, from age to age the same, and he must win the battle. Whew. Man, I've been speaking to you for 22 minutes. <laughs> That's my introduction, amen. <laughs> I, I asked my friend, Dr. Ray Young, I said, Brother Ray, it takes me 22 minutes to name all those names of Jesus. He said, well, I'll tell him to speed it up a little bit. So you don't have to worry about getting out on time. We're going to get out on time. Amen. All of you will get to your workplace on time today. Amen. Without a doubt. You say, Brother Bill, who is he to you? Now I'm going to speed her up here just a little bit. Amen. Jesus Christ is the creator 
of the universe. Amen. John, in majestic language, says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was, was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Are you listening to me? He's the creator of the universe. Then the apostle Paul, who wrote Hebrews, all of you folk, I want you to know he wrote it. Amen. He wrote Hebrews. He said, God, who at sundry times in divers' manners spake, in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things. Now notice this. By whom also he made the worlds. Amen. I'm I'm telling you, Jesus Christ is the creator of the universe. And no doubt is left when the great apostle says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible, invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things. And by him all things consist. Are you listening to me? It is all held together by the omnipotent power of Jesus Christ. Christ is also the redeemer of a fallen world. Thank God for that. Amen. We were all held captive in a great slave market of sin. And the Bible says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Amen. November the 20th, 1960, Bill Burr followed my wife to church on a Sunday evening. I heard that night that Jesus loved me, that he died for me, and paid my sin debt. And the preacher said all of that. And still, I would not respond. I wouldn't go. I was sweating profusely. I was sick to my stomach. My heart was beating out of my chest almost. I thought I was having a heart attack. But I thought to myself, it'll be over in just a few minutes. And I can make it through the service. And then they started singing a song. And it said, pass me not, O gentle Savior, while on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. I don't know how many verses are of that song, but it seemed like it was 25 to me. They kept singing. My wife reached over and touched me on my hand. And that's all it took. I don't know why, but when she touched my hand, I got out of my seat, walked down to the front of the church, and got on my knees that night. And I prayed and I said, oh God up in heaven, I deserve to go to hell. But would you have mercy and save me from hell? And then I thought if you'd just extend some grace towards me and take me to heaven. Boy, the greatest thing that ever happened to you and to me was when Jesus left heaven's glory 
and came to this world and went to Mount Calvary and suffered and bled and died and paid our sin debt for us when he arose triumphantly from the grave. Christ is also the coming king of this earth. Amen. Ezekiel said, I will overturn. I will overturn. I will overturn until he come whose right it is. Then will I give it him. Are you listening to me? God's got a king. His name is Jesus. And he's going to come and rule and reign on this earth for a thousand years and then on into eternity forever. King of kings, Lord of lords. It'll be forever. You say, well, Brother Bill, that's who he is. What did he do? Well, he demonstrated the love of God. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. You know, some of you folks sitting in here about half sleep. I don't say how you do that. Woo! Hey, if you can't stay awake talking about Jesus, something wrong with you. Amen. You know what you ought to do? You ought to check in at the morgue. You may be dead and not know it. The apostle Paul said, I stand in doubt of some of you. You don't get excited about Jesus. I'm not saying you're lost, but your heart has become cold and indifferent to the things of God. You ought to pray that he'd help you to get back where you once were. Amen. I have a good friend. His name is Lewis Batchelor. I'm going to give you a couple of illustrations and I'll, we'll be through. His name is Lewis Batchelor. He pastored in West Virginia also. We used to go up to the Beckley pancake house. Oh, don't you like that sound? Amen. The Beckley pancake house. Whew. We'd have breakfast together and then we'd, we'd sit there and talk about the Lord and the blessings of God. But one day he said to me, he said, brother Bill, when you came up here from South Carolina, said you had a little home down a little house. I said, yes, I did. He said, you sold that house, didn't you? I said, yes, I did, Lewis. He said, if you still got the money that came, I said, Lewis, you know I spent that money. I had to live on that money when I came to West Virginia. He said, now, Brother Bill, he said, I've heard there's a rumor that they're going to give you that little white frame house behind the church. He said, it's just a rumor. I said, yes, I know it is. I've been spreading it all I can. Amen. <laughs> I said, the deacons are praying about it. He said, how long have they been praying? I said, 10 years. He said, Brother Bill, he said, you better do something. He said, one of these days, you're going to have a heart attack. You're going to have a stroke. You ever wonder why people always think, Brother Dan, people always think fat people are going to die. Hey, buddy, you're going to die too. Did you know that? You little old skinny thing, you're going to die too. 
It's appointed unto men once to die. Amen. I ride down the street one day in Beckley, West Virginia. I looked over on my left. There was a guy running. I mean, if you'd have folded up the little pair of trunks that he had on, put them in my pocket, they wouldn't have made a bulge. He weighed about 105 pounds soaking wet. He was running for all his worth. I mean, just sweat just pouring off of him. I pulled over the side of the curb, rolled that one. I didn't roll it. I punched that button. I, I ain't got enough strength to roll. I just punched that button. I think, by the window come down, I looked out. I said, run, run, run all you want to. You going to die too. People just think fat people going to die. My son told me recently, said, Dad, said, you're just about three score and ten. Said, God said to give you 70 years. I was trying to diet a little bit. He said, oh, forget about it. He said, just go on and enjoy life. Amen. Brother Pins, I've made up my mind. I'm going to die a fat man. Amen. It's going to take a whole truckload of you fellas to tote me out there to that <laughs> memorial gardens. Amen. Are you listening to me? When you put that casket down, you're going to say, thank God and Greyhound, that's over. Amen. <laughs> he said, Brother Bill, they're going to vote you out one of these days. You're going to lose everything. He said, you die, they're going to throw your wife and youngins in the street. I said, oh, they wouldn't do that. He said, how long have you been pastoring? I said, oh, <laughs> I got so discouraged that day, I thought I was going to die. I mean, I thought my church was ready to vote me out that next Sunday. I went home. This was the day of the annual Christmas banquet in Princeton, West Virginia. Once a year, we got together. I bought Mrs. Burr a new dress. I had a new suit. Don't I look good today? Dr. Jack Scott dressed me up. Amen. And, uh, but I bought her a new dress, got me a new suit. We went walking in that night like Ananias and Sapphira. I mean, we, we were strutting our stuff. And the moderator of the meeting, Brother Yule Altheiser, he said, now this year we're not going to have anybody preach. We're just going to have the wives of the preachers stand up and give a testimony about their pastor. Now I had been Mrs. Burr's pastor at that time for 25 years. I mean, I could hardly wait to hear what, what glowing report she was going to give about her husband. One after the other, those women stood up and they talked about their, they were all lying. I knew their husbands, but I thought to myself, my, it looks like my wife could stand up and tell just one little bitty lie about me. She didn't say a word. I went home that night. I just knew my church was ready to vote me out. And now I'd found out that my bride, my darling, my sweetheart, she couldn't find one good word to say about me. I'd pastored 25 years at that time. And I, I was so discouraged, I couldn't sleep. This true story, she said she knows it's true. 
And I couldn't sleep that night. About two or three o'clock in the morning, I'd gotten up. I took a bath. I shaved, showered, shampooed, which ain't no big deal for me. But, <laughs> but I, I put my clothes on, went back into the bedroom. Ms. Burr peeped out from under the cover. She said, what in the name of heaven are you doing? I said, bless God, you want to know what I'm doing? I'll tell you what I'm doing. I said, I found out yesterday that my church was just about ready to vote me out. I found out last night at the banquet that you couldn't say one good thing about your pastor for 25 years. You know what I'm doing? I'm going to South Carolina to see my mama. That's what I'm doing. I drove all the way. You listen to me? I drove seven and a half hours one way to South Carolina. And I walked in to see my mama. I'm talking about the one that birthed me into this world. The one that I nursed as a young baby boy. And I found out she was more interested in those stinking grandchildren than she was in her own flesh and blood. So I got in my automobile. I said, let's go home. Didn't have anywhere else to go. Started up Interstate 77. Got up around Statesville, North Carolina. And uh, I looked over in the seat next to me. And there was a cassette tape there on the seat by Dr. Jack Howes. And I picked it up. I said, well... It can't hurt anymore. <laughs> and I stuck it in there. He was right at a place in an illustration, or just what I needed. He had gone to see an old preacher that had preached for probably over 50 years of his life. And he was on his deathbed, and this young fellow went to see him. And he said to him, he said, Sir, I want to ask you a question. You've studied the Bible. You've read it through many times. You've preached for over 50 years. He said, sir, what's the most profound truth that you ever discovered in the Bible? The old man raised up on one elbow and began to sing, Jesus loves me this time. <laughs> I, I, that old Merker got up on two wheels. I run all out in the median strip out there. Finally got it settled down beside the road. I got out of there, got my old handkerchief out, run out through a field of beans of corn out there. And I was shouting, hey, Jesus loves old Bill Burr. Jesus loves me. Amen. demonstrated the love of God, destroyed the power of Satan, delivered the human race. You say, well, where is he now? He's exalted at the right hand of the Father up in heaven. He's enthroned in every believer's heart. And he's endeavoring to reach every lost person on the face of God's earth.